Hey world, my name is Sir. And I'm Modern Malcolm. We are the hosts of Negroes You Don't Like Podcast, also known as NYDL. We are black husbands and fathers who are married, and yes, sisters, to black women. We are your everyday man's intellectual and more opinionated than the guy who sits around at the barbershop talking shit for hours and never gets a cut. We want to empower our communities and spread knowledge with best practices to hand off the baton to the ones next up. Only one major challenge. We can't do it alone. Calling out everyone who wants to pass on a stronger legacy to start right here on Patreon with us. Get exclusive access to unreleased episodes and extended episodes we like to call Loose Ends. Or whatever other fly that we could think of. Simply search for Negroes you don't like on Patreon and click join to tap in. Reminder, you may not like us, but you'll learn to respect and support what we stand for. Peace. Peace. Let me tell you something. Y'all don't messed up now. So, I'm watching them pop bottles. They got on the uh, the snow goggles, popping bottles. You know, probably later on gonna be with models. The celebration is in, man. The NBA season is uh, met its completion. Now, as an avid fan of all the black sports, that being basketball and football, and the other football actually starting to grow on me. Um, these championship ceremonies come with a little bit of pain. That champagne, the latter part of it, that pain part is real. And I'm pretty sure those of you will understand. Summer does not come in the full swing until the NBA season is done. So it's in these months that many of us sit alone, staring at blank walls in our home, trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do and how the hell is our conversation going to flow right with our homeboys, given that all the black sports are done. We got baseball left and all the other subpar sports that I don't even know about. It's really the dog days of summer. That champagne led to a lot of people's pain. What say you, sir? Hey, world, welcome to another episode of NYDL Negroes You Don't Like. Martin Malcolm. Man, let me tell you, brother, as I told you, man, when 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 basketball season is over, boy, this when I go into a depressive state, brother, you know, because <laughs> these next few months, brother, they're going to be rough on, you, on me, man. They're going to be rough, man. But um, nah, no doubt, brother, we're going to talk about definitely uh, after, like you said, our, our the, the most the major sports that we do like the most um, as black men. After it's all said and done, brother, the transition into the summer, man, it's going to be a cold one, brother. What you got? Let me tell you something. It's it's this cold summer that's about to ensue. It's so crazy because I caught myself watching uh the hockey finals. I'm like, yo, let me just, yo, let me let me. Let yo, let I me saw the post on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me start to widen my base. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I just you know something about competition and sport, which it actually has a lot of exciting moments. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, you know, I might be able to uh to rock with this a little bit. So. No, I just, you know, it's something about sports, man. It's like, I just like seeing the competition, you know, um, and it's it's it's, just, it's it's something that's that's hard to be replaced. I mean, CNN, Fox News, and all the television uh, news outlets out there, mm-hmm. they're, gonna, they're gonna be pumping whatever they pump every day, which is mostly nonsense. So it's like nonstop. that's always on. Yeah, but that yeah, it's nonstop twenty four hour news. I'm tired of that. And then ESPN and Fox One, bro, don't hit the same when basketball and uh, football is not around, man. Because you like honestly. You looking at all the um, 
commentary, and you like even the commentary starts to look sound a little whack. You're like, man, what are, you, what are y'all talking about? Even even they start <laughs> no, running out of shit to talk about. <laughs> you know they stretch it, boy. What? They stretch it to find something to talk about. <laughs> yo, they take they take one thing that should probably last one segment and try to stretch that shit over three shows. <laughs> I'll be watching. Hey, you better over. get ready. You better get ready for a bunch of segments on golf, boy. Oh, the WNBA. Already, <laughs> all right. Oh, listen, listen, sisters, I love you, but understand this. Even you know, even those y'all playing, I'm pretty sure while you in the game, you like, man, this shit kind of lame, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, why you actually play? You like, uh, I'd rather be the Lakers game. <laughs> you know what I'm like, they know, like, brother. They do know. I, they there's no doubt in my shit, mind, bro. man. They know, man. Like, they really like, do. Like, how excited can you get for a layup? That's what I want to know. I want to know. I want to know what's the excitement meter on a goddamn layup. And most of the time, it's not even like a reverse layup. It ain't even no flash shit. It's like a straight up textbook layup. No two stepping, nothing. Give me something with it, man. Nothing, bro. You know, I was telling you the other day, I'm like, the WNBA could have so many more fans if they just got somebody who could break ankles, bro. Like somebody who could make people fall. Yeah, yeah. If they could just do that. Like, if you could just do that, I'm telling you, if you could just break those tender female ankles, that'd be dope. Hey, she's coming, brother. She'll be there. She'll probably more than likely be a man, but you know what I mean. Oh, but shit, she's coming. Yep. I'm pretty, pretty sure it's gonna be the first transvestite in the WNBA. He's gonna be doing doing windmills and, and Allen Iverson crossover. It's gonna be like I ain't gonna lie, man. That might be the first time I'm, I, I might rock with that community. Like, I'll be like, yo, if it's in the yeah. summertime, you damn right. Hey, man, you, you finally you finally bringing the much needed excitement to that shit, bro. Um, that is funny, though. So you know the. You know, just dealing with the lack of, of sports and, you know, the sports news cycle that involves it. You know, sometimes they talk about free agency and, you know, yeah. a few things here and there, but it really yeah. ain't nothing, man. Everybody's just reaching for shit. Um, but also, man, this summer is a cold summer on many fronts. And maybe I think it's one of the coldest summers of our lifetime because, mm. hey, man, inflation is real, bro. Inflation is, yeah. whew, listen. I'm like, bro, like going to the grocery store, these gas prices, yo, that that deserves its own segment. Um, Brother. You know, just looking at the cost of everything exponentially, you know, doing home renovations and realizing like, if you wait, if you have to pay a contractor to do something, if you got quoted two months ago, yo, that quote ain't holding mm. up today. That quote is looking mad different. And, and if they are honoring it, yo, that's, that's, that's love. Understand that that's love. You know what I'm saying? So. You really got to be careful out here because, you know, some of this inflation is artificial and some of it is real. You know, it's, it's, it's really a hybrid situation and people are people are milking it, man. Some people are milking it and some people are just really dealing with supply chain issues. Straight you know? up, brother. And, and it's hard to figure out who's telling the truth and who's kind of milking it. Right. So understand that, um, man, the inflation, bro, it's, it's it's literally hit every sector, damn near every product, like everything. man. Everything is so much more expensive. And, and here's the crazy thing. Even when supply chains pick back up, I promise you, bro, there's because America is so greedy, because this is a capitalistic society at the heart and heart and heart of what this country is. They're going to leave some of those uh, remnants of this time of inflation. So the price, what what did Fat Joe say? Yo, yesterday's price is not today's price. Yo, straight up, brother. It's not a lie, bro. This is going to be the standard. This is going to be the standard for gas prices moving forward, brother. Yo. I actually, yo, I think it'll, I think it'll drop by maybe like a dollar fifty, but they gonna keep it around that like three, you know what I'm saying? It's probably gonna be that that middle, you know, three fifty ish mark. You know what I'm saying? No, we gonna um, be around four, four and change, brother. That's where it was before, like years oh, ago. That's man. where it was, that's where it was at. We gonna be well before, brother. I'm thinking like four ish, four twenty five. 
Like that's going to be the standard for the next few years. And and the crazy part with that is we get it from both sides. It's like a double edged sword, man. When you getting you getting shanked twice with a shank, you know, on both ends. Because look, you got inflation, and to add insult to injury, on top of having high inflation where everything else around you is expensive. Just imagine, bro, in the hood, it's going to be more expensive to go to the corner store. But aside oh, I mean, from that, brother, you know, store, you, get the you, other you might as well go to Publix, man. Stop playing. Straight up, straight up. Because <laughs> at least you get Bogo. Buy one, get one. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But but you know, on the on the flip side of that, now you also have the fact that it's getting more expensive to borrow money, you know? Mm. So on top of having high, high prices, it's getting more expensive to just now borrow money to survive, brother. So it's like, either way you look at it, you know what I'm saying? Either way you look at it, you're getting hit and there's no way to avoid it. And it's, man, like you said, brother, this summer right here is going to be the coldest of our lifetime, man. Um, that, that's, that's very real. And, you know, we definitely want to touch on as many things as we can to a, to a degree, um, because many people are being affected many different ways. Um, we're dealing, you know, I brought it up, groceries, food cost is one of uh, the most important costs that we have to deal. We got to eat, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, crazy. like you can't really get around that one. So, um, a, a lot of, and I know this is impacting restaurants. So a lot of restaurants, you know, they're getting hit, man, because people are actually having to really cook at home. Mm-hmm. Like this is really a thing. Like to save money, cooking at home is, you know, uh, eating out is truly becoming a luxury now. It was always a luxury, but now it's becoming a luxury in the in in the sense of the word that we actually use it, right? Because yeah. for most Americans, eating wasn't really a luxury. Most Americans eating is just like it's just something that we do, right? You really don't realize eating eating out is a luxury until you go to some of these uh, until you travel a little bit around the world. Like there's people who go out to eat maybe once a year. Yo, they eating at home, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they, that's, 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 that's how they operate. You know, in America, eating out, the average American probably eats out once a day at least. You know what I'm saying? On average. You know, a few times a week for sure. And sometimes multiple times during throughout the day. Um, hmm. So, and then another thing for those of us who have children, yo, these, the, the daycare bills are going up. Um, mm. Diapers, uh, you know, there's a there's a formula shortage. Formula. That's, yo, that's that's insane. Like, because talking to my wife, everybody who got kids knows when your child is an infant, you see the breast milk formula. Like, there's nothing else to substitute. Like, there's literally nothing else you can do. Like, what else are you going to do? Because, you know, the child's body can't break down a lot of other things. So, you know, those, and there's key nu- nutrition that they need at the very beginning stages of life, man. So, you know, That's ladies, they—it's a different era, ladies, man. They're not trying to have no, no damn baby, no infant, like just hooked on their nipple all day. So it's nah. like that only leaves you with really one option. Yeah, that's a fact. And then also a lot of ladies don't even have like breastfeeding is actually a luxury because that, yeah, means that's that, you true. Have, that means that you're either not working or you have a job that accommodates that because that's really a full time job. bro. We talking about every couple of hours. Yeah, brother. You know what I'm saying? Round like, no, nah, nah, for Round real, clock, man, like, like breastfeeding is not, it's, it's not a game, man. Like you, it's really something that you have to be, um, diligent about because I, you know, seeing my wife go through it, it's, it's not easy, bro. It's not easy. And then oh, eating man. my part in it and washing the bottles and sterilizing and doing sterilizing. all this. It's not a game, man. So, you know, um, unfortunately it's a lot of mothers that are going to have to kind of expecting mothers and, uh, that, well, that are going to have to resort to that. They're going to have to see if they can get a supply because, it's a scary thought to think that you're not gonna be able to feed your kids. You know what I'm saying? And you know, uh, unfortunately, this is something that, you know, in other parts of the world, formula's not really available. So, you know, they have wet nurses. I think women, women it's more common for women to uh, breastfeed in those areas. But in America, because the cost of living, yeah, the standard of living is high, but the cost of living is high too. So, you know, the ability to not have to work is, is not one that most people um, get the benefit from here. So, you know, and let's transition over to the housing market. Man, mm. listen, I don't, this is one of those things where I don't want to take away anybody's dream or I don't want to, you know, make anybody necessarily feel bad. But man, in lifetime, it is everything. 
Timing is everything. I mean, the brother, sir, he bought a home not too long ago. I bought a home not too long ago. Yeah, man. You know, you know, the interest rate was a lot more favorable at the time. The prices. Triple, the, what? The, the, Triple from when we got them. Less than a year ago, brother. You know what I'm saying? The the prices were a lot more favorable back then, even though I think we were like at the at the beginning of when it started to like like shoot off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's like we got hit with the first. We got we got we got hit with the first bump, like the the, the first price increase, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but everything after that just whew, looks. It, it, yo, it actually makes that first price increase look like look like nothing, bro. It's like yo, I'll take that first price increase over, over what up, I'm brother. seeing today. You know what I'm saying? Up, so, brother. I'll tell anybody. You know, if you're in the market to buy a house, man, just. Yo, you need to really explore your options and you need to be ready to get outside your comfort zone. If you live in a city, like if you lived in a New York or Miami or uh, someplace in California, you know, you might need to expand your search because the prices for what you get, unless you just got an inheritance or a, a wonderful paying job, like it's, it's just not worth it. Especially if you got kids, it's just not worth it. Like uh, um, an in-law of mine came over, came over the house not too long ago and they were telling me, yo, we're in the hood, where the hood is still the hood. You got people buying homes for four hundred some thousand dollars. I'm like, man, get out of here, bro. Please, brother. What the hell I look like? Pookie on the corner, sling on. And I'm and I'm paying a what? I'm paying a three thousand something dollar mortgage, man. You got me after. No, and brother. I would have been like Denzel in training day, clean that whole fucking block out. Straight stuff. up, brother. You, you know crazy? No, brother. Four hundred thousand. Come on, you man. living on the block? Come on, man. Man, you dealing with you seeing bro, people? Like, you seeing you seeing, you seeing zombies walking up and down your street? And and that's your man. mortgage payment. Like your mortgage payment needs to reflect. Not only how hard you working, but like the surroundings. Like you work your damn neighborhood in a certain yeah. surrounding. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, we, we ain't doing that. Like, I know I understand gentrification is real, but yo, I'm I'm not I'm not cool with that form of gentrification. Like how nah, that the neighborhood actually flips over. You know what I'm saying? No, straight up. Hell out of here. And and, and yo, it's a lot of people out there with Bob's remorse. It's going on. There's mm, a lot of people out there. I know a couple, brother. Yo, they, they do so not hot. hesitate to let me know. I know Boy, a couple. Don't listen. Don't be them. Don't be those people. Don't be. Don't feel like it seems like everybody else is getting a home and you not. You gotta analyze your own situation. Don't look at other people's situation. And try to make it your own. Analyze what you need for your family. I know rent is high too. I get it, but a rent is a temporary situation. A home mm-hmm. is a far more permanent situation. You can get your ass out of a lease. It's much harder to get out of a mortgage. So Shit, please, year to year compared to what thirty years? Yeah, man, it's just a far. There's it's a, a lot difference. more permanency there. So be careful with that, man. Woof. People out here buying half a million dollar homes in the hood. Effing crazy. Like what? they do that at? Um, <laughs> with oh, here's what I will say. Also, when it comes to when it comes to buying real estate, keep in mind that. Please keep in mind that um, one, you want to you want to make sure that the place that you do buy is a place that um, will eventually have um, a far more likelihood of being able to be rented out. Because if that's if that's not the place you're going to call home forever, you know, the essence of a good deal is being able to make money on that deal, even if you're no longer there. Mm-hmm. So don't 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 box yourself in a corner, you know, buying homes in highly undesirable places and just hoping that one day somebody will come and do the same thing you did. And, and no. You know, if, if the same way you like nice things, other people like nice things too, and they like nice areas mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, definitely look at the convenience, look at the amenities around, look at the proximity of the amenities um, around the uh, place that you bought. And uh, as me and the sir also talk about, uh, buying real estate isn't always about buying a structure on top of the real estate. You can also buy vacant land. Mm-hmm. So, if you're buying land, you know, keep in mind, you know, that's probably much of a longer hold. You know, it's something you're likely passing down. But look, I mean, look at the housing market now. Like, imagine, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on a piece of land right now that used to be a farm. And I'm pretty sure when people bought this, they're like, ah, this land ain't worth little to nothing. Please, developers, are, bro, developers are paying a mint for this land. And they're yeah, coming yeah, back boy. around and charging a mint for this land. Especially. Really? 
Oh, don't get it twisted. Because you got to you got to look at it from the standpoint of, you know, just basic economics and just, the you know, if you look at the economy where you have inflation that's at an all time high and where it's, it's more it costs more money to actually borrow money. Like and not only that, bro, just stocks, you know, stocks, crypto, everything just on the way down. And oh, you got to look at it from an investment standpoint. Your safe haven. Well, it's traditionally rent, bro, because people need somewhere to sleep. Mm-hmm. So sure. that's why that's why a lot a lot more money is being pumped into you know real estate, especially when it comes to development of um you know these these uh, properties. Because the reality is, brother, when everything else is dried up, you got to get you got to get your squeeze somewhere. Yeah, you ain't lying. And boy, are they squeezing? They they squeezing like a boa constrictor around here, man. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Yo, man, you killing me with that thing you just sent me, bro. Talking about Jason Tatum, hundred turnover. <laughs> Yo, I saw that, brother, and I had to send it to you, man, because. I'm sitting here like yo, like a hundred turnovers, yo, brother, yo, my man need to work at a hundred turnovers, yo, my man need to work at a bakery. He need to open up a bakery, man. You know what I'm saying? Yo, turn turnover turnover specials everywhere. Hell out of here, man. Like yo, my man, my man Jason Tatum, bro, with that number, likely you were like the six. They were playing six on five, brother. Man, like yeah, for yeah. real, mm-hmm. or six on four. Excuse me, six on four. Because man, he was working working for the enemies, man. Brother, a hundred turn, and you got to look. Let me see. First first round. They went to uh, who they played. Oh, sweet! That's four games. Second round was was seven. They went all the way with, with Milwaukee. So there you go, right there with third, you know, with, with eleven. And then they went seven with the Heat. So that's what eighteen. They went six. So that's what uh, twenty four. A hundred turnovers in twenty four games, brother. Insane, bro. Insane. Damn, like, y'all need a point guard straight up. Stop having man, them handle rock so much. Man, yeah, that, that's exactly it. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty y'all sure all point guard, man. You know, he, true he point guard. Some meditation techniques, you know, what I'm saying ball handling drills. Because to me, it was just it was just inexperience. I, I actually think he was a little shook. You know, you want me to tell you who wasn't shook? Jalen fucking Brown. Jake Brown That's who wasn't fucking shook. That motherfucker was ready. He was, locked he was locked and loaded. Dark skin for the win. He was locked and loaded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like God, he was he was laser focused. Like that's what people need to be praising. This you know the in Boston right now. Like yo, if everybody came with the energy Jalen Brown came with, man, we yo we, we might have been pouring champagne instead of going home in pain. You're no straight up, brother. But you know what, though, like I told you, um, you know, um, last night, ain't nobody happier than those who hate Boston right now, like myself. Oh, I love it. Oh, man. Trust me, brother. I don't feel zero. There's not a damn. There's nothing in me at all, brother, that feels for the city of Boston. I just got I just can't. Hey, man. I don't feel it, brother. That victory couldn't have happened in a better city. Yeah, and they had the nerve to give the damn you know MVP trophy, which is the damn what uh oh damn man um is it Larry Bird? No, not not Larry. It's no, yeah, it's Larry Larry Bird and Bill Russell, which is the championship. Brother, yeah. <laughs> on your home court, oh, where, your, where, where you got your two greatest legends of all time, these cats came out here, spanked your ass on your court, and they had the nerve to take trophies that are named after your legends on your home I love court. It. I love it, man. Oh, couldn't happen. Couldn't happen to a more deserving city. You know what I'm saying? No, Boston, saying racist motherfuckers. It, it c- couldn't happen to a better city, man. So I salute to y'all, man. Y'all, y'all had to take that on the chest. I want y'all to wear that the whole. I want you to wear that like the Scarlet Letter. Wear that shit. The rest <laughs> of the day, man. <laughs> So, hey, but you yeah. know what? I would tell you this, man. The, you know, uh, last, you know, last night after it all wrapped up, I sat there and I and I started counting down, brother. Like, I got one more week left before the depression kicks in, because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on the hook to the NBA draft. And then once that <laughs> happens, brother, man, Marmel, you gonna have to check up on me like every few hours, brother. Man, you gonna have to, man. 
Listen, it's going to be man, a cold summer, bro. It's li- likewise, bro. And, th- you know, this feeds perfectly into uh, the third point is restructuring our priorities, man. This, this is a mind, body and soul um, <laughs> issue that we're dealing with. You know, full transparency. Okay. You know, I'm transitioning out of education, man. We had conversations about it because one, the pay pay is not good. The pay is not going to get any better. Do it. Yo, the mm-hmm. pay is not going to get any better. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden's full of shit. Um you know, the disrespect levels at all time high. You got, you know, school security is an issue, you know, school shootings and all this other bullshit. Mm. And, you know, they, they clear, they, they claim children are our greatest resource. But, you know, you letting people just walk up in schools with, you know, goddamn Call of Duty year on, having their way while the police up. outside shook and shit. Yep. And so, you know, it's, hey, we it's definitely really, spoke about that on um not another one, you know, episode, episode on not another one. Y'all check that check out, no doubt. For real. So for me, you know, I went into it with, yeah, the schedule is appealing. It's really good with little kids. I went into it, you know, I definitely went into it for the right reason, want to make a difference in this and that. And I realized, hey, man, you know, you ever hear people say, oh, you know, if you want to make a difference, it's hard from within. Yo, fuck that. No, <laughs> ma'am, no, sir. You can do that shit. I've tried it. That shit does not work. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want no goddamn, you know, ideologue hitting me up in the comments. Oh, well, you know, you make a difference in one child's life. And listen, man, fuck those words. Understand? Damn. If you want to make a difference, <laughs> tell me how you really feel. Yeah, real, real spill. <laughs> if you want to make a difference, make a difference in your own fucking life. All right, make a difference in your own life. You understand? And then as those resources build, you you know, there's other ways you can engage with the youth to make a difference, man. After school activities, after school program, tutoring, mentorship, all these other different ways. But as far Yo, as church, school, yeah. church, yeah, a lot of different shit, bro. You shit, you can even you can even pray you can even pray for them niggas from your couch, man. It's a lot of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's, it's a lot of different ways you, you can be a positive force in this world for the youth, man. Because you know the funny thing, I literally told them, bro. Like, I remember there was this kid, man. He looked me dead in my face. He was like, "Hey," he was like, "You don't get paid enough for this." I'm like, "I know." Yo told, yo, told me, yo, a freaking sixth grader looked me dead in my face. Like, I don't get paid enough for this, man. He's like, this is "I would never do this job." I'm like, "Yo, yo," when the kids know, the kids, they, yo, they know, bro. It's a problem. Yo, they looking at you in your face and they telling you. And you know, the funny thing is, you know, working at a Title One school where you know over ninety eight percent of the kids on free lunch. So chances are, I probably make more than his parents. But just for him to have the clarity and the understanding, like, yo. Damn, we mad. Most of the kids are mad disrespectful. You you can't even discipline us the way you probably want to, which is a fact. One hundred ten percent. You can't even. We most of us won't even let you even do your job. And most of us come in here with a, you know with 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 the attitude to lose. And we don't even appreciate even what you're trying to tell us, even the stuff that you're not paid to tell us, which is probably more important than the stuff I'm actually paid to tell you, like the, the mm-hmm. actual life lessons, the gems, right? All this jewelry I'm, I'm throing at you and you leaving on the floor. So he mm-hmm. was just like, and he, he not the first one. It's, a lot of them like, oh, I don't know how you do this job. This is this is this doesn't make any sense. This, and you hear them say that. And I'm like, you know what? And, you know, the funny thing, they'll say all that. And they'll be like, oh, see you next year. I'm like, probably not. And yeah. Then, I, yeah, yo, I had to tell it to him. I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm because, because, you know, sometimes they'll come back and ask me and they'll be like, hey, um. They're like, uh, you know, should I, you know, should I be an educator? Should I? I'm like, hell no, I don't do this. I'm like, you need to go into mm. computer tech. You know, you need to go into IT, computer engineering, the medical field. Some of y'all may be lawyers. Some of y'all would be entrepreneurs. You're looking, you're solving a problem in your community. Whatever the case may be, I'm like, don't do this. And they're like, so why are you doing it? I'm like, don't worry, I'm, 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 I'm taking your same advice. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the advice that I'm giving. I don't give advice that I won't take myself. So they were just like, oh, what that mean? You gonna leave? I'm like, one plus one got equal two somewhere. So mm. you know, I, I, I see you on, 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 on. I see you on the brighter side, not the other side, the brighter side. So, nah, man. So after leaving that, um, you know, and I told you, I, you know, in the job search and, you know, uh, preparing myself to pivot and studying and doing this. And, you know, it looks like there's an opportunity that's going to pan out. And, man, it's, you know, it's it's ridiculous that 
you can get, especially in this day and time, you know, when you're looking for the job search, one, you got to remain positive because I ain't gonna lie, I did a lot of praying, man. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of praying more than I usually have. And, you know, I just tried to keep a positive attitude about this. And even with the opportunity that I did have, you know, in the education space, I kept telling myself, don't look at the past job as something you want to necessarily look down on, even though it sounds like that's what I'm doing. I'm still I was still grateful for it because it helped move my family here, especially, you know, when you're moving to a place and you don't have a job, they'll, they'll jack the interest rate up on you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people know that. Like you got to really like they want to make sure you have a place unless you're working remote. They want to make sure you have a place of employment where you're moving to. If not, you, you're going to need the other borrowers to be able to handle um, the income requirements. And whatever income uh, you bring to the table, you know, they're, they're going to penalize you with a uh, higher interest rate, which yeah. leads to thousands, thousands of dollars over the course of the loan. So, you know, luckily I was able to find a position in education. So I had to say, you know, what, God, I appreciate the opportunity that you gave me. It fit what I needed to fit to, to, to move my family here. And, you know, I definitely look, I'm looking forward to the opportunities that you have in front of me. And I appreciate everything that you have done for me, but also the opportunities that you have in front of me. So, you know. I was very gracious and humble throughout this process, man. And, you know, literally took the time. I sat down, I, you know, I studied the role that I was looking for and, you know, event, and our interviews didn't come flooding in. So I had to keep on, you know, updating, you know, updating the resume. And one of the tips that a, a guy told me who I used to work with in the contracting field, he said, whenever you put your resume on these work, these work sites, make sure you, you take it off and take it back on and take it back on every week so that your resume gets moved to the top of the queue. Mm, because if you just yeah, because if you just let it sit, then it's going to keep falling further down the queue. Because yeah, you know, it's, it's it's almost like they're seeing a new resume, right? So they like seeing a new resume because then they believe that you like just like you just got out of a position and you're ready to go into another one. As opposed to if you're sitting out too long, they may think something is something is wrong with you wrong with you as a potential candidate for a job. Mm-hmm. So definitely, man. Um, part of restructuring your priorities is you know it probably starts with what I literally had to do is look at your place of employment. Because when I looked at how much gas that I was burning to go to my previous job, it was, and you're looking at the cost now, it was going to eat too much into what they were paying me. It, it didn't even, it, financially, it didn't even make sense. It didn't make sense. Hmm. So now I'm looking at a job that's 100% remote that is paying more than double what I was making, right? Look at that. Think about that. More than double what I was making. And, you know, you ain't got to drive from home. I ain't got to drive. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man, like this. You're paying yourself you know, now twice. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm just, once again, I'm gracious, I'm humble, but you know, I don't believe nothing real to that first paycheck I'm clear. You know, I'm 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 still a nigga at heart. You know what I'm saying? I judge everything based off of deposits, not promises. So No doubt. <laughs> so uh I'll tell you, man, for those of you who are out here and you kinda in that limbo space trying to figure out, man, I don't know if my, I don't know my job, I don't know if my um I don't know if I want to keep this job, I don't know if I wanna transition into something. Listen, figure out and the hardest thing sometimes to do is to figure out what you actually want to do. Cause you keep hearing, you know, the, the buzzword of today is cybersecurity. Yo, go to cybersecurity, just get some search, man. You're going to be a, yeah, a trillionaire. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and nothing is that easy. If it was all that easy, everybody would be doing it. So don't believe the hype. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can do it, but learn what the actual process is. You know, go to YouTube university, go to Udemy, you know, look at how to pr- figure out what search you need to get and figure out, you know, go to YouTube to figure out the pathway on how some, how some other people did it, you know, try to network with people on LinkedIn, people who are actually in the field. And, you know, hopefully you might know somebody among your own professional network that may be into it. Um, but what I will tell you is the wave of the future or the wave of now for many people is working from home. So if you one of these people who are able to, um, well, let me not say that. 
uh, there's a there's a vast array of jobs where you're, uh, where you're able to work from home. So if, if that's something that you're interested in, don't hesitate, like take the time to learn like what you need to do to put yourself in the situation, because the gas prices alone made me very interested in working home. Right. The only gas that's I'm right. spending is going to pick up my kids and drop my kids off, you know, as it relates to, you know, outside of just the uh, your job. You know, it's really in, in, in these times where everything is so expensive and our money goes less far. It, it, it's more important for us to focus on the things that are priceless. You know what I'm saying? Our mind state, um, how we care for our body, you know, um, the things that uplift our soul. Because for some of us, unfortunately, we use money as a way to bring joy to our life. Like we like we need money to go to events to feel like we're alive. Man, it's listen, American bro. way, bro. Exactly. The American way is to make you pay for your you know, like you pretty much paying for your own soul like they, they want you they, they they want they want you to believe everything is for sale right they want you to believe everything is for sale and the truth of the matter is a peace of mind is not for sale it's something that you can have if you just have the right perspective you know mm-hmm. the you know in in between um you know while i was prepping for this job as i still am now but as i was prepping for the job and prepping for interviews i would go on walks man i would go on walks I would go on walks around the neighborhood, get some sun, you know, have a positive attitude. Even at nighttime, I go for walks, just clear my head and kind of just try to sort some things in my head and, you know, you know, uh, make sure I bring a positive attitude to every interaction I have with uh, somebody I was interviewing with and just making sure that I'm, I'm keeping positive inter- interactions up with the people in my house. Right. I don't want to pour all this energy into an interview. Meanwhile, I'm turning my back on, on, on my loved ones in my house. Like we really got to be careful that we are taking the time to be grateful for the things that are going right in our life. You know, um, having children that are healthy. Come on, man. As a parent, I promise you, if you don't like I worked in education, man, when you see those kids, those kids who are the special kids and everybody knows, you know, the kids who are on the bus or in the wheelchair or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, they precious. And I'm pretty sure, you know, their parents love them. And but don't nobody want that for their kids, man. Nobody wants that. I don't care what nobody say. Like like these parents who say, oh, I don't care how my kid comes out. I'm a man. Listen, I I, I respect you, but I don't respect you at the same time because I'm pretty sure if you had a choice, you wouldn't choose that. No, you wouldn't, man. You know, keep it real, no, that's a fact, brother. Keep it real, man. Like, let's be honest, man. Like, I have a, I have a real soft spot for those kids and the caretakers for those kids because I know it's tough and it's it's not a journey that ends at eighteen. <laughs> it's a lifetime journey. Lifetime, lifetime, lifetime man. Like, come on, man. Like, so, you know, if if you're in a situation where your kids are, where you where your kids are healthy, even if your kids aren't as healthy, um, you know, be grateful for the health that they do have, right? Because you still need some measure of health to even be alive. If when you're when you when your health is at zero, that's when you're no longer here with us, right? So be grateful for your own health, um, your children's health, your, your, your spouse's health, family's health, and, you know, pay more attention to whatever your health concerns are, you know, working out, find, find things that necessarily, especially if you're tight on money, like a lot of people are now, uh, find things that don't, don't necessarily cost money that can bring you fulfillment, man. Going for these walks were really, really important to me. I used to do it all the time, but then I just got caught in the rut of work and family and, you know, kind of just sitting at home and being lazy a little bit. And man, going for them walks are really refreshing, man. It really is, man. It, it clears your mind out. It gets your body moving. Puts you in a much, in a much, in a much happier space too. You know what I'm saying? Your, your, your body feel more energized. Um, you know, reading things. You know, I went back to reading uh, poetry, uh, looking at Langston Hughes, um, Nikki Giovanni, uh, reading a little bit of Toni Morrison. You know, just going through some of the things that that used to bring me joy in the past, man. Um, these things didn't necessarily don't necessarily cost me money. It's just it, you know, it's the investment of pouring back into myself. Right. Or looking at old YouTube uh, videos of different speeches. Dr. Francis Cress Wilson, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. You know what I'm saying? Even Bobby Kennedy got some joints on there. Like Mr. Farrakhan, um, you know, 
a lot of uh, Sada Shakur, a lot of different uh, things that I like to just tap into from time to time, just to understand people's perspective, because what you'll find out about history is so much of it is present in today. So much of it is present in, in, in the current landscape that we live. So for you to really get a better handle on what's taking place now, it's always better to understand what was before. So don't, you know, don't, don't really don't, don't sleep on that. Because part of the reason why I'm so confident in, in, in my opinions and my views and even a lot of the things that I even put in place to raise my children, a lot of it has to do with um, constantly going back to the past, constantly going back brother. to the past, you know. Um, and also for those of you who go to church, you know, uh, we can go to church online. There's many different ways for you to pour into yourself. So take that time. Take that investment, man. Don't don't allow what's happening in this economy to make you value yourself even less. You see, because so many of us have tied our value to how much money we have. That's the game. That's that. That's what they want you. That's what they want you to believe. They want you to believe you don't have value if you don't have money. And that's not true. That's so not true, because as you'll learn um, and hopefully you get the opportunity to learn is as you start to make more money, you put you in a position to buy more things. Mm-hmm. But after you buy these things, you realize I'm still who I am. You still you, like you, you, you with yourself every day. You can't buy a new self. You can't buy a new mindset. So, yes, you may have more things. You may not have to worry about your your day to day bills. But if your mindset is jacked up, you're buying that car ain't going to change your mindset. Taking that trip is not going to change your mindset. The only thing that changes your mindset is changing your mindset, doing the things necessary to change your mindset, being around people who have um, a different mindset than your own. So take definitely take that time. And, you know, I touched on the employment piece. We're living in a time where there are opportunities out there. Just take your time to figure out what it is you want to do and narrow in on that. Because my issue was I was all over the place. I wanted to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I just had to say, you know what, God, let me focus on one thing. And if I want to venture into something else, at least I have this particular skill down. And now I can use that to uh, pivot to another position. The worst thing to do is to be um, a master of none. Figure out something you want to master. Figure out something that you want to master. That way um, you get paid for your specialty because the people in, the people in this country will get paid are people who have specialties. You know, if, 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 if you're a quote unquote generalist, you know, working at fast food is a generalist job, right? Working in a, working at the grocery store, ringing out the uh, groceries, you're a generalist. Almost anybody can do your job. If anybody can do your job, then your job probably is not going to pay you a living wage. You want to have no. something where no, you know, you're in a position where um, not anybody can just replace you. You know what I'm saying? Your skill set has to be at a premium, bro. After really premium pay, premium skill set. Right. And, 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 and if you believe like I believe that a lot of educators have a premium skill set, you're just in an environment that doesn't that doesn't pay for that skill set. But you take that nope. environment, all of a sudden you go from an educator to a corporate trainer. Wow. Same mm. skills, same skills, totally different lifestyle with the pay. Right. And, you know, I'm going to say this before I, I start to wrap up. To all my people out there who are in education, who are, you know, trying to figure out what you're going to do to survive, because you got a lot of educators out here during the summer doing Uber Eats, DoorDash, working at Walmart, yep. having to do yep. all these all these extra jobs, like all these jobs that just require high school diploma to survive. And you're like, why? Like, why? Why would somebody who has to go through, bro, you know what people don't realize with educators, bro? Not only do you need your degree, you need to get now the certification process. The teacher has to the, the, the educator has to pay for it. Right. You have to take they have to take all these air subject area tests. Each subject area test is like one hundred twenty five dollars. You have to pass them. You have to pass a test in academic areas that you don't even teach. If you teach English, you still got to pass math. You teach math, you still got to pass English. 
right? And then you got to take something called a professional. You got to pay for that. You're saying to yourself, hold on. And but remember, they'll they'll hire you before you have all these things. They give you a time frame to get it. You're paying for all these things and all these additional courses and all these, bro, all this stuff. And you're saying, hold on. After I do this, does my does my pay go up? No, your pay stays the same. What the hell is the point of this? Should never made any sense to me, bro. Bro, it makes zero sense. Literally speaking, it makes zero sense. Like I'm paying to get certified because most corporations will pay for you to get your certification. And then after you get your certification, that's involved in your pay increase. So education, man, be honest with you. I'm not mad at no educator who decides to walk off the job and go do something else. In fact, that's what's happening right now. If you pay attention to the news, a lot of educators are leaving, man. They're going corporate because they realize they realize their skills have more value somewhere else. What, 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 what it look like? I'm in the food. I'm in the food line with you telling you, hey, man, education is power. Knowledge is power. How is knowledge power? I'm in the same super line with you. <laughs> that don't make no sense. Don't make dollars. Don't make sense. Don't make nothing. So for all of the politicians and people in power who have the power to make to make a difference and for the, you know, to actually get people in education who care and who want to make a difference. Yo, y'all, yo, if you ain't going to pay these people, man, you're going to get what you pay for, man. And that's just what it is. Hell out of here. Talking about all this, all this, all this fake praise. Oh, we love our educators. We man, shut the fuck up. Got these people <laughs> damn near one paycheck away from qualifying for goddamn government assistance. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so with that being said, um, we don't only talk about issues. We like to give uh, meaningful solutions uh, for a for a segment that we like to call resolution solutions. So. Uh, the first point that I would like to bring up in resolution solutions is, I think I hinted on it before, but let me reiterate it again. Stay in contact with people who motivate you and those you motivate. Keep the positive synergy going because, you know, especially for brothers like me and sir, without, you know, sports are not here. You know, summers will get real hot, man. Sometimes, you know, it's just the, the summer's a weird space for me. See, the things are going like it's like really fun or it just be seeming like it's really boring. Honestly, people be talking about depression. I be feeling like depression be coming in the summer. You know what I'm saying? For any time my experience is usually the summer. It's not really the winter for me. Like like wintertime is awesome. Like I love the end of the year. Like it's just lit. But the summertime, oh, God, I be feeling the, like the worst. And, and so damn uh, hot. Ooh, it's hot. I don't feel like going nowhere. I don't feel like doing shit. You be feeling trapped in your house with all this damn heat. But hey, man, it, yeah, that's what it is. Um, and lastly, love the life you have, man. You know what I'm saying? Love the life that you do have. Uh, social media, it's a, it's, 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 a, it's a black hole for many. You're around here looking at other people's lives. You don't even know if that shit is real. And you're around here trying to mimic somebody else's life. No, 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 no. Love the life you have. Pour into the life that you have. Stop pouring into the lives that you think other people have. Right? Be, you know, Practice the art of graciousness and gratefulness. I'm telling you, man, that stuff is contagious and it will come back to you in more ways than one. What say you, sir? Hey, man, as you know, brother, summertime is a tough one for me. The one tip that I do have for our listeners out there is to be wary of summer motives as they directly impact your family over time. You know what I mean? So, you know, definitely be on the lookout for gun reform, be on the lookout for food shortages, be on the lookout for vaccines. I think now, you know, you can get it as young as six months old. I don't know why <laughs> it's needed, but, you. you know, but uh, and to, to, ta- to tag a little bit onto that, brother, I don't think parents ask why enough. You know, like I think you should ask why at least three times in every conversation that you have with your doctor, pediatrician, ask why three times. And then over time, as you hear them, you'll be able to sniff out and decipher the bullshit. But um, definitely be on the lookout for all these motives, man, and understand that um, the decisions that you do make for your family, don't base them off of that. 
you got to base the decisions off of strictly survival, you know, in the moment for your family. So every move, every every opportunity that comes up, make sure that you uh, factor your family as priority and not these external variables that are honestly built and created to influence your decision making. You know, so you got to be conscious of all these things that are happening around you and understand that they're out there to persuade you to do something that you normally wouldn't do or decide or favor something that you normally wouldn't favor. So just understand, man, that when the summer as it heats up, so do, you know, all the bullshit on TV and, and all the agendas. They all heat up to get ready to get you ready to end the year off with what they're <laughs> looking to do, the direction that they're looking to move into the following year. So be conscious of all that, you know, and at the end of the day, man, I think that if you're conscious of what's being fed to you, you have a, a better chance of eating what you want to eat on the plate as opposed to eating what you serve. Mm, wonderful, man. That was, that was a beautiful way to tie this up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you better look at that plate again. Figure out what's Straight on up. it. Figure out if it's, if, it's, if it's bringing you life or serving you death. You understand? Facts. <laughs> With that being said, we are greater when we appreciate that we need each other. Hey, world, look. Let's get ready for a cold ass summer. But at the end of the day, man, <laughs> hey, at the end of the day, use this tip, these tips right here specifically to make sure that you at least get through it and get ready. All right, we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.